Good morning, good afternoon, guys. We're back for another Geek Tavern. It's me, Sean, and as always, I'm joined by Mike. Yo. And Aaron. Yo-ho. And uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about a little bit of movie news here. So, just I think it was yesterday I found out about this. Amazon is making an original show for Fallout. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we don't know anything about it, but... I think Bethesda is involved. Yeah, they are involved. I would imagine. The uh, people that created Westworld are the showrunners, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so... <laughs> wow. It's um, so, a big get, yeah, honestly. It, yeah. <laughs> if this comes out before the Lord of the Rings thing, I think that'll be a nice... Uh... Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I think the rest of the world did, too. Yeah. Like, it's kind of one of those things where everybody was like, weren't they making a Lord of the Rings? Because that was supposed to be, like, one of the most expensive Yeah, TV it's like shows a billion ever. dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that if they do well on that, the Fallout show, that that's a good indicator for the Lord of the Rings show. But, yeah, that's I don't basically think numbers all will be comparable to what Lord of the Rings no. will be, though. No, I'm, it's probably not going to have near Because Fallout, I mean, Fallout has a, a fan base, obviously, but... Nothing probably to what yeah, most most nerds enjoy Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and if they don't enjoy Fallout, yeah. right? It's pretty uh, pretty vast. I just i I kind of hope you know we see some uh, key locations from from all the games. You know, yeah. specifically three and on because not a lot of people played one and two. Yeah, I I only briefly played three, so yeah. the only thing I know about is Megaton or whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I hope they blow that shit up. <laughs> I made my character in four, and then I just stopped playing. Because <laughs> remember when Josh was all mad at me? He's like, hey, are you going to give me my copy of Fallout 4 back? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, have you made it farther than making your character? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just character creation. That game was great, though. It was great. The, the little bit that I played, like, just at the beginning, I didn't really. Yeah, I've I just, always enjoyed the Fallout. Game. I yeah. just watched my friends in college play it. I never really had a, oh, yeah, I a like spot for those. Like, Elder, I mean, uh, Elder Scrolls games, too. They're kind of the same thing. It's yeah. Like, I, it's if they made an Elder Scrolls show, it would basically just be Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just in a different <laughs> yeah, universe. Exactly. Except they'd have, like, more, like, animal, human hybrid yeah. type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more fantasy than yeah. just what it are, what Game of Thrones is. I mean, dragons, that's fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but, like... Oh, well, um, this kind of is, like, a... Speaking of that, um, it's kind of more local for us, but uh, did you guys know that Dr. Rice got a Drogon replica that's up in oh, no. Doolittles? It's up by the dinosaur park. Oh, yeah? And he put a giant uh, Brachiosaurus in next to the building, though. Huh. That is such a bizarre... It's bizarre, <laughs> but it's, like, awesome. Like, every time I go up there, I'm like, what new stuff does he have? <laughs> He's got, like, a 10-foot-tall Velociraptor by the front door. Yeah. Like, it's gigantic. I guess it's a nice thing for kids to do. Oh, yeah. Walk through your uh, dinosaur museum. Yeah. I don't think it's open right now. Of course. No. But uh, when it reopens. When Jurassic Park reopens. <laughs> uh, so, this is some other news. You should have waited for that. Uh, yeah. You should have waited for that a segue later. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh... More on that Pretend I say this later. <laughs> uh, but, um... Another news that Mike and I know about, but uh, I'm I'm glad I could break this news to you, Aaron. Uh, Jason Momoa is going to be playing Frosty the Snowman in a live-action Frosty the Snowman movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> With special guest Michael Keaton as Jack Frost. 
What? No, I'm kidding about that. Oh, part. okay. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We're not treading into this territory, are we? But, uh, yeah, by all accounts, uh, that's a real thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, like, okay. But, but I, like, my, my whole thing about it is, like, Jason Momoa, he's great in everything he is. But he's he doesn't have, like, one of those, I mean, you know his voice, but to me, he doesn't have, like, that iconic voice like you could pick out instantly yes something like something like that yeah like anybody who like you're like yeah that's that guy's voice like that like that's what bothers me a little bit because i didn't think it's because jason momoa is just kind of yeah you know like and like he he could you could play audio of him saying something and and if i didn't see i'd be like who's that yeah they should make i can't even think of his voice to be honest they should make keith david frosty this number honestly that would be much better What about Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I think that's just Keith David is a star. Why, why are they making that's the thing. a Keith uh... David has such a recognizable yeah. voice? Or I think we shouldn't be questioning who they cast as Frosty the Snowman. I think we should be asking why are they making a Frosty the Snowman movie? Well, they made Jack Frost. Yeah, yeah that was what, but that was twenty five years yeah, ago. That was a very long time ago. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm just saying, still, they still made bad like, decisions back then. They can still make bad decisions. The now. visuals of that movie still. The last that I remember watching it still looked pretty I good. Watched I watched it within I, the last year, and I, yeah, it still holds up. Um, <laughs> the story, maybe not so much. But, that that yeah. reminds me of a, a text conversation we had earlier, which, I mean, it kind of... Were, were you done with news? Because I could segue. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, like, um, th- this kind of segues into, like, the what we've been watching. I recently saw The Greatest Showman in our movie theater, which I had never watched. It was a good movie. A lot of catchy songs and everything. Uh, P.T. Barnum's kind of a dick, but I mean, like Hugh Jackman plays the role well. I I enjoyed the movie. I I mean, I I can't say that I didn't have fun. But uh, in a text conversation in our thread, I had mentioned to our other friend who had watched it years ago, and he's like the only one who really enjoyed it aside from me. And I said, I really enjoyed the Greatest Snowman, and I was like, Showman, and then I just corrected it again and said, Jack Frost starring Michael Keaton is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, where's the lie there? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... I mean, we... speak of Michael Keaton, I, you know, I guess we weren't done with news. <laughs> but, uh, so there's, there's a lot of speculation uh, about him being in talks to be in Flashpoint. Didn't I hear, though, it was, like, 12 roles, like, 12 appearances in different movies or something? I have no idea. I, I thought hope, I read that. I hope it is. I thought I read that somewhere. That would be insane. I'd love that. But I'd um, love to see him come back and play Bruce Wayne and all that. Yeah, and if, it, if it's not a Batman Beyond kind of situation, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, the thing about Flashpoint is... Uh, um, oh, yeah, Flashpoint is a whole different... Yeah. So, what's, I forget the uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan... He was Bruce, or he was Thomas Wayne. And Flashpoint's story is that um, somebody kills wait, wait, Bruce Wayne. Was he the voice in? No, in in uh, in like the uh, what was it? Was it Batman versus Superman or was it Dawn of Justice? Either way, oh he, him no, and, no 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 uh, yeah yeah Batman versus Superman which yeah. is Dawn of Justice. Yeah, yeah. He, well, Jeffrey yeah, Dean yeah. Morgan was yeah you're yeah. right he was Thomas. Uh, he yeah he was Thomas I keep Wayne. Forgetting that he is and. Uh, because we had to see Batman's, you know, origin for Again. Like, Again. the 10th time. But uh, basically, in Flashpoint, it's that somebody kills Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then 
Martha becomes the Joker because she goes insane, and oh, then right. uh, Thomas becomes Batman. Yeah. So I want to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman. No, as I much as I'd like to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. Well, no, I don't think that the Michael Keaton is going to be that Batman. Oh, okay. Because... I mean, he's going to be Batman, but he's not going to be... I don't think it's the same for... It's yeah. just going to be like a bunch of Batman. They're probably going to twist the story around. Yeah. Well, and they can do whatever. Also, well, not only that, they're probably going to... Uh, they're probably going to do i mean i don't know if it happens in the comic or not because i know it didn't happen in the animated version mm -hmm. but maybe they're going to go to a separate timeline and in which michael keaton is old bruce mm -hmm. and like maybe yeah. i don't know basically maybe, like what Ar the arrowverse did recently yeah. with their crossover where we saw um kevin conroy yeah as as a live action batman yeah but he was kind of a dick. So, but, but like with, uh, but like with that, that, with that, I mean, there's a way that you could do that where it's like, if they go to a timeline and he meets like old Bruce mm -hmm. and Flash is like, well, I'm supposed to be going to this timeline or whatever to like fix this. And he, maybe that's where he's just going to be like, oh, no, no, no. Here's what you have to do. Well, and like helps him get to the timeline that he needs to get to. Yeah. But uh, no, because... In Flashpoint, Batman Thomas is like in his prime. Yeah. So I mean, it would be. And he uses guns he, and shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you couldn't have Michael Keaton. Yeah, but Ben Affleck already to... uses guns and shit. No, that's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to use Keaton in that role because you got to have him doing all this stuff. Right. So Jeffrey D. Morgan would have to play him. Right. What, what if we find out that we're already in Flashpoint and Ben Affleck's Batman is actually Thomas Wayne, uh, but he just goes by Bruce? And all that confusing stuff with the Joker, uh, the Robin <laughs> thing. Yeah. I, I, I hated that. That's one thing that I absolutely hated because I was like, oh, Jason Todd. And they're like, no. And I'm like, are you kidding? Oh, they, they said that? Yeah. They, yeah, oh, yeah. they confirmed that it's Dick, yeah. I guess. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, that's dumb. Who, uh, Snyder confirmed that. Snyder himself said, no, it's Dick Grayson. And I'm like, what? You idiot! Like, you literally could have had the door open to that storyline, and you just closed it right hey, there. Yeah, because you're going to write off Nightwing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But, like, come on. You could do a Red Hood or an Arkham Knight movie. Yeah. And it would be great. But no, you had to be like, no, it's Dick. I like and, what and they do in Batman wonder. Beyond, where uh, Tim becomes the Joker. Where <laughs> instead, of, uh, instead of them killing Jason... They kidnap Tim, and then they make him the Joker. I thought that would have been interesting. Because some people were speculating that uh, Jared Leto was a former Robin. Mm. So I thought that would have been interesting. That would but... be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah so a lot of speculation with this Michael Keaton thing is that also uh, the Arrowverse is going to like play a part in this Flashpoint thing. Because, you know, Flash... Ezra Miller Flash showed up on that crossover that you didn't watch either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, um, it, it, I mean, they officially tied the movie universe to the CW universe. Yeah. Uh, very, very briefly, you know. I think that the... But the, at least the connection is there. So, yeah. if they have to go to to doing something with the character, you're like, oh, that's not unheard of. I mean, as long as we get Stephen Amell playing Arrow on the big screen... I'm all in. <laughs> like, like I said to you the other day, like I'm fine with a Brandon Routh Superman show. Oh yeah, like give him, give him his second chance to play that character again. I thought he did a great job. I mean that 
maybe that movie isn't specifically. It's not great. I don't mind it because I I just like you know. Well, I watched I watched <laughs> I watched them all in order because I bought like the five movie pack at Walmart. Yeah. So I watched Superman, Superman two, Superman three, Superman four, and then watched Superman Returns, and I was like, dude, I think I like Superman three more than Superman <laughs> Returns. I've never seen three or four, so. Three's the one with Richard Pryor, I think. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, we all saw a movie in the theater because our movie, since no movies are coming out anymore, uh, our movie theater's been Ever playing again. old movies, and uh, we all got the pleasure of watching uh, Jurassic Park in the theater, which uh, was a great experience. It was a fantastic yeah. experience. That movie on the big screen still holds up. Everything about it is just like I, I. The only thing I really noticed was, <clears throat> and I don't know the dinosaurs' names, uh, the long neck or brachiosaurus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when they first show up, it's it was kind of wonky. You could kind of see. That's the. I think that's the only. That's part the only that looked, part that I noticed. Yeah, that's the only but, one that it's like a that doesn't look so good. Yeah, the rest of it, but the rest amazing. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's. That's such a great story, too. Just everything about the yeah, movie. Yeah, everything about that movie is great. Everything. The dialogue, like... Like, I get, like, nowadays people show Jurassic Park to their kids because they love dinosaurs. Mm. But, like, you watch that movie and you really pay attention. You're like, wow. Like, this is a really good movie. Like, yeah. all the, the philosophical and ethical dilemmas that each character, like, that they're trying to, like, get across to John Hammond. Like, this isn't right. Like, you yeah. shouldn't do this. And he's like trying to trying to reason with them like well you don't understand like this is why i i never meant for it to go this way and like no like we understand you didn't but it did and now it's you know we're, we're screwed up yeah. <laughs> like you gotta fix it but uh i mean that movie is just great all around and i remember josh said because we were talking about the score and i was like this is why john williams best scores it ever really is. And he's like, he's like, I was just about to say the score is phenomenal. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's yeah, the gamma ripoff. Yeah, the gamma ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if the if the first gamma had come out like two years before instead of two years after? And everyone's like, hmm. yeah, with that, uh, those two like sequences, Welcome to Jurassic Park, and then just like the theme. Yeah, there's like two two of the best pieces of music in cinema in history. history. Yeah. yeah. They're I mean, so they good. are. They're just so iconic. And then, like, it's adventurous. It's it's beautiful. Like, it just encompasses everything about yeah. the movie. <clears throat> and, I mean, that's that's how John Williams works. Like, I just rewatched E.T. recently. And listening to the score, I'm just like, this guy just... I don't know. Like, he just could, like, sit at a piano and be like... Eh, and just, like, starts going and instantly an iconic score is just fleshed out in 15 minutes. Is Is there anybody that rivals... John Williams. Not in my book. Yeah. Alan Silvestri might be the second best. Hans Zimmer and, is uh, just a lot, but... Yeah. Ennio Morricone. Yeah. I think, but uh, Alan Silvestri, who did The Avengers, uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, Back to the Future. Um, Judge Dredd. Like, he, he did a lot of stuff throughout yeah. the 80s and 90s. He's really good. I, I mean, just name... Name recognition, like Jerry Goldsmith probably would be up there yeah. too. I think Steve Blom, uh, Bl uh, Blomkamp is that his name? No, uh, Bl Blons. Yeah, no, it's not Blonsky. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the guy who did Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. He's good. He's good, but he kind of fell off. The Steve Jablonski. Yeah, Steve Jablonski. Like just, John John Williams is like 
one you of the get, only ones I can name you. Like, yeah. You get composers who the come ha- in Hans and write Hans Zimmer. Like, he does, Hans I know Zimmer's, that name, too. Hans Zimmer's okay. He does a lot I, of superhero stuff. I feel yeah. like a lot of his scores are kind of cookie-cutter. Like, you could play one, and I'm like, I don't know what that's from. What about uh, the one from Spider-Man? <laughs> just no, like... that was James Horner. Oh, was That it? was James Horner's last movie that he scored. Yeah, that because it was fucking terrible. James Horner, <laughs> while I like James Horner's uh, work in some movies, he is like one of the biggest plagiarists when it comes to doing music. Because there are so many YouTube videos where somebody's like, this by this composer sounds exactly like James Horner doing this. Like yeah. he copied, uh, he copied his own score from Aliens. <laughs> or he copied his own score from Wrath of Khan for Aliens. And I was like, what? Like, why, why would you do that? Hmm. But, um, like, yeah, John Williams is, he's he's top contender. You can play, for anybody who, like, doesn't even, like, isn't huge into the movies that he scored, if you play that, they're just like, oh, yeah, I know that. Like, you just play a score and they're like, oh, yeah, that's John Williams. Or even, yeah. even if they don't know it's John Williams... They connect it, but like well, you can connect play it some, to the movie. Yeah, you can yeah. play some scores for movies, and people are like, "Yeah, I don't know what this is from." Like, but, like Star Wars aside, like Jaws, Harry Potter. Like, yeah, anytime Harry Potter, you hear yeah. any of those, uh, like even the Home Alone theme oh, yeah, comes yeah. to mind. You know, but like you, you think about the big hard hitting franchises from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and you think Harry Potter. Star Wars, Jurassic Park, uh, Jaws, all those huge yeah. ET, all those huge movies are all scored by the same guy. Yeah, that's why I want to put it out there. Like, and, they, and there's no way that really rot, like rivals. No, and like, they all sound different. Like he he makes like I said with Hans Zimmer. I like Hans Zimmer, but a lot of his scores are very cookie cutter. Yeah, where you're like, oh, this could have easily just fit. He's into pretty this well movie. known, but it's it's just not. It's the not body my, of work is just not there. It's like, not my cup of tea. No. Yeah. And whereas like John Williams, and there are a lot of composers like Steve Jablonski's one where you could take a score from this movie and put it in another movie that he scored and it would be the same exact thing. Mm. It's not distinctive enough to right. where you're like, oh, that's unique. Yeah. Whereas John Williams is just like, I got to make this as unique as possible so it can't be confused with another thing. Yeah. But, like, through the years, because I listen to a lot of movie soundtracks, mm. if I'm watching a movie and it has opening credits with music, eight to nine times out of ten, I'll be able to tell who the composer is before their name comes up on the screen. <laughs> I kind of make it like a contest. I'll be yeah. watching a movie on, like, Amazon that I never watched, and I'll go, that sounds like Jerry Goldsmith, and then it comes up, music by Jerry Goldsmith, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I got it. <laughs> Who do you think, uh, so obviously John Williams isn't going to be with us forever. Yeah. And uh, he's done doing Michael Star Giacchino. Wars now. Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. What about uh, Ludwig Göransson? Uh, he could definitely do a lot of good with Star Wars. Yeah. Michael I mean, Giacchino, it doesn't even have to be Star Wars, just anything. Michael Giacchino was my first choice once uh, the movie Super 8 came out. Because the way he scored it, I thought it was John Williams. And when I looked it up and it was Michael Giacchino, I was like, if John ever kicks the bucket, they better get him to do Star Wars. Yeah. And then uh, with Rogue One, uh, Alexander Despas, who did the last two Harry Potter movies, and then he did the first Godzilla movie, he originally was slated to do, to do the score. And then 
something happened where he had to back out or something, and they got Michael Giacchino to come in and do it all within like a month, mm. which is quick for a composer to do that. And he did a good job with it because a lot of those themes that they use in that sound like they're John Williams type themes, yeah. which I listening to his music and the way he composes, John had to have been a huge inspiration for him, like getting into that. So, yeah. I mean, he would be my second choice for anybody to jump into that. Bear McCreary. I like Bear McCreary. I yeah. do like him a lot. Uh, his, like, if there's one soundtrack of his that I will listen to over and over, it's the Godzilla King of the Monsters, because he incorporated the themes yeah. from the old movies. But aside from just his themes, there are tracks on there that I'll listen to just because they're good. Mm-hmm. Like the track that uh, he, where Sarazawa sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Excellent track. I mean, he writes good music. I- I'm not saying that composer that some composers write bad music i'm just saying there are definitely some that are tiers above the rest right yeah got a little off track uh track about Jurassic we did Park, but, but i enjoy talking <laughs> about uh, yeah. film composers i mean i i think that it's so tied to jurassic park the music yeah. that oh, it's the imp- music impossible is... inevitable to you know get off that i think it's almost the most important part of the movie people, like, people don't the... talk about the music enough. enough no you're right and that that's the thing that people lose sight of like because I'll talk to people and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm like, the Avengers theme is like so iconic and everything. And they're like, I don't even know what it sounds like. Of I'm course. Like, How do, do you not know? But it is. <laughs> you know it is. You yeah. know it is. But I'm like, the, the, like, the Avengers theme is like the quintessential superhero theme. Yeah. And they're like, I don't even know. I don't even remember what it sounds like. I'm like, do you not pay attention? Like, I refuse to believe that if you've watched all of the Avengers movies and the Marvel films that you don't know what the Marvel or the Avengers theme is. Yeah. I refuse to believe that. Yeah. Cause like you might not like be off the top of your head, but if you heard it, you'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, but... I don't know if I can hum it to you. Cause oh, I don't, I don't hear it. I don't hear <laughs> I'm it. I'm not going often, to, but yeah. I definitely, but, dun, dun, but like dun, 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 there's dun, one, like there's... the Wonder Woman one. I can, I can. Boom. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one's wicked. With, yeah, uh, I just love the new version. You yeah, know, but. but like with um, like uh, Avengers, like the portal scene, that's like one of the best scored scenes in a movie, like of recent time. Yeah, like he scored that perfectly. I love a good movie. music. Infinity, music is Infinity, a huge part of uh, movies. Infinity War is on Plus uh, now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. I did see that. I just saw that. So now it's that, probably off Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> And the first Mighty Ducks. Solo's on there, too, so that means it's off Netflix, too. Yeah. Well, uh, so every Star Wars, then, is yeah. now... Oh, uh, Hamilton's now on Oh, yeah, Hamilton Plus just too. came today. out today. Yeah. yeah, I do want to watch that. Hmm. Uh, are we done uh, with Jurassic Park? Do we have more to say? I, th- I think we're done with Jurassic Park. I mean, uh, all we needed, I, really, to say was that it holds up and yeah, it looks it, great on the big yeah. screen. I, <laughs> I, it was, it's, and, you know, people say watching one of your favorite movies in the, in the theater... If you didn't see it when it came out, is a different experience. I will, I will attest to that because watching Jurassic Park in the movie theater is. I don't know if if I talked about it much, and I don't have to like spend a lot of time on it. But we got time. Did I? (laughs) I Did I? Did I mention last time or the time before about Back to the Future? Mm -hmm. Like, like you were saying, like if you ever get a chance to see any of your favorite movies in the theater that you never saw in the theater. It's a, you know. You you've watched the Lost World Jurassic Park, right? The second one, like once, like once. 
Because I learned something interesting that I was telling Sean. All those dinosaurs were free, right? When they showed up at the island. Mm. And I thought about that and I was like, wait a minute. Like I was sitting at work and I'm like, wait a minute. How did those dinosaurs get out? Mm -hmm. So I started like researching Isla Sorna. Turns out that the reason that they were all out was because a hurricane hit that chain of islands. All the InGen workers had to leave. But before they left, because they were abandoning the site, they weren't going to come back because the hurricane was going to do too much damage. They unlocked all the cages Mm. so that the dinosaurs would at least have a fighting chance. And then they developed their own ecosystem within five years. So when when they went back, they were roaming all over the island. Okay, okay. But also, Site B is was the breeding site they didn't make the dinosaurs on isla nublar they made them on isla sorna and then transported them to isla nublar which was like 85 miles southwest i think and basically that's what jurassic park opens with is them bringing them yeah yeah over yeah yeah, I don't know anything about the, <laughs> the history of those well things. like because i was thinking about that and i was like wait a minute why are all those dinosaurs out I was like, what happened prior to that all of them got loose and yeah. everything? So then I researched it and I was like, oh, I was like, well, that answered that. I mean, maybe they said it in the movie and I just didn't catch it. But, right, yeah. But that's, uh, oh, other Jurassic Park news. Um, what puts the guy who played Peter Parker's dad in The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Oh, I, I forget his know. name. I have no it's idea. Cam- Campbell Scott. Yeah. Campbell Scott is playing uh, Dodson. <laughs> in Jurassic World Dominion, because as if we didn't have enough characters that we didn't give a shit about already, we got a shoehorn yeah. in Jurassic one that World. was long forgotten. Jurassic World was okay. I I, I still have yet to see. Uh, yeah, don't waste your one. time. But, <laughs> but we also uh, Dodson had to be recast because, as some of you may not know, he's a convicted sex offender. So of course they couldn't rehire him for Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, don't waste your time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not good. It's not that great. No. The the first one is pretty good. First one is good. 2014, yeah. that one is good. But yeah. the second one's not. 2015. Whatever. <laughs> no, 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 because I remember you said that, and then I, I looked up something from the movie, and then I realized it was 15. And I meant to tell you, like, wait, no, it was 2015. Oh my god, that was the same year as Star Wars Awakens? Yeah. Huh. No, yeah, because I was so excited for the 2015 was the last year I was truly happy because <laughs> because I got because I I got to relive Jurassic World and Star Wars in the same year. And then when 2016 hit, everything just I mean for everyone, I mean not just me personally, was uh everything just I, took a downturn. I I would argue to say the last I mean, I'm we'll, happy. We'll now, go like but... the last five years have just been great in cinema. Oh, I think they, they've been fantastic. Like, yeah. it's just been. Like... This is the first year that's real shit. Obviously, yeah. twenty nine. Right. I think twenty nineteen has just been like. I mean, twenty nineteen was fantastic for movies. Yeah, Avengers. Yeah. Uh, well, not Star Wars, but um, <laughs> Godzilla. I mean, All kinds those, of those stuff. Those are big ones that I was waiting for. Yeah, yeah there's there one. Good... Twenty eighteen was towards the end was pretty good too, because yeah. you had. Uh, Oh, yeah, Solo early. Was that Venom and stuff? Venom, I think. Yeah. Or was Venom? Yeah, Venom was 2018. Yeah. And then uh, Infinity War, um, Rampage came out. That's one of the ones (laughs) that I... Wow. Well, (laughs) I'm saying it's it's one of the ones that I remember. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We see so many movies where where I would just be like, did we see that? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to put that out there. Well, since we're done now, uh, we had a recommendation from me. Actually, two recommendations. But we'll start with uh, this one, I guess. I hope it's the one that I don't like. <laughs> Ooh. Yeet. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, we'll, we'll, Which one is that? <laughs> we'll start with uh, Treasure Planet. So Treasure Planet is obviously a different take on the on the story Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Uh, it's a space operatic version. Um, I guess I don't really have to go into the story of Treasure Island, but basically Jim Hawkins is a kid who finds the map to Treasure Island, in this case Treasure Planet. Given and, to him by Billy Bones. Yeah, given to, by him by Billy Bones, and he goes off to find the treasure and the crew mates that are on the ship that he has hired are villains that used to be on Captain Flint's crew, the uh, purveyor of the treasure, and they try a mutiny, and it's basically just them trying to survive and get the treasure. So, Which, uh, um, I just want to point out, I watch these back-to-back, so I might get confused between <laughs> story points. <laughs> I mean, Ow, what is Muppets? <laughs> well, yeah, but they're the same story. The same, they're the same story through and through. But, uh, yeah, before we get started, I like to say I enjoy the fact that both of these movies have a Star Trek reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I forget what the one in Treasure Planet is. But, no, no, it's it's dang it, Jim. Oh, I'm, that's right. I'm, I'm a, or yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, not a, a I'm an astronomer, doctor. not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, obviously, the one in the Muppets is to boldly go where no one's gone before. But he, uh, yeah, a five year mission. Yeah, where to boldly go where no man's gone before. And then he looks right at the camera and goes, "Has a nice ring, doesn't it?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like to say that I really enjoyed this movie, and I like to hear what you guys think. Oh, I I thoroughly enjoyed. This is not my first time watching Treasure Planet. I did watch it a long time ago. Not a long time ago. This is probably within the last in the galaxy last far, eight years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is probably within the last eight years. I watched it for the first time, uh, and it's from the same animation team slash producers who did um, Atlantis: The Lost Empire. And there's another one. Is that why it told me to watch called, it? <laughs> yes. There's there's another one called Titan AE, which is the same producers and everything. Okay. Um, is that Disney or no? It, it was okay. a Fox produced one, uh, but it's the same animation team. I remember seeing, I, I, like I can remember the yeah the poster. Uh, there are, <clears throat> with the exception of Atlantis, his movies tend to incorporate some song that really doesn't belong. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I like the montage in this movie was fine, but yeah. that's that's one thing that completely threw me was when the song started. I was like. Like that real ninety, that real nineties, like I was like, this does not three doors down ish, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. I was like, this does not belong here. This should not be in here. It should be an orchestral type of. That's one part of the story that I thought. I mean, I you have to build the comparing comparing the two movies, our recommended movies. I think that it worked better in this movie because it showed the strengthening bond between Jim and Silver. Yes. But, like, that doesn't really happen in the Muppets movie. Yeah. Like, between him and uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. Like, 
Tim Curry says that he cares about Jim at one point, but it's just like I there, there's really there's never it. a bond forged yeah. between the two. Yeah. I mean, there's that one scene on the deck, but that's about it. Yeah. But I thought I really felt it in uh in this one because of the montage and you no, know. No, true. Uh, in Treasure Planet, it's uh, yeah, it's really strengthened. But the song, yeah, out of terrible. everything in the movie, the song is what threw me the most and like took me out of it. Because I'm like listening to this song and I'm like, no, no, this shouldn't be here. Um, but I have to say the animation style, I love it. Oh, it's fantastic! I I love the two D mixed with three D. Like I said, Atlantis: the Lost Empire is one of my favorite movies. So like this style. And it, it's so creative. It's unique with what they did. Like they took they took that story and wanted to do. They put a spin on it where everything is su- like superior technology, but has an old feel to it, which <laughs> I really like. That's one thing I wanted to bring up. So was it like a hundred years had passed since Flint's death? I think. Yeah. So first of all, how is Silver still alive? But second of all, well, he's an alien. Well, that's true. He is an alien, so he could live for a long time. But second of all, uh, oh crap, I forgot. Oh yeah, so in the beginning sequence, he said he did spend a lifetime yeah. searching for it. So. In the beginning sequence, we see that they still have the same technology, mm-hmm. like the uh, hollow um, uh, ships. And then a hundred years in the future, it's still just the same technology. You think that it would advance more from then? Yeah, but. It, it doesn't really matter. It you, works. You'd think, but we're almost 100. Well, we are 100 years uh, past the first automobile. We still can't fly. Yeah, so. that's true. I, you can only take it so far. Yeah. All right, and so, we don't know what their economy is like <laughs> either. So, uh, to give it all away, um, this is the one that I absolutely did like. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. Um, I, was, I was worried woo. there. For but, a uh, so... Like everything you said, but the animation is great. Um, the I really love what they did with the story, like because it, it's the same thing but just different, and and the technology and just the world that this is in, it left me wanting more at the end. Oh yeah, kind of kind of like Tron uh, Legacy did, but uh, yeah, uh, going back to that song, like I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. But that but that montage is great, like building that bond between those two, you know, cause he's longing for a father figure mm. and I don't know, I guess I'll say that it kind of hits home, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, my dad's around, but like, I won't get into that on the podcast, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that part hit home. Um, and just, I don't know everything. I, <laughs> I yeah, really like this great. movie. I don't know. Yeah. The only, I mean, <laughs> The song obviously is a takeout, and uh, honestly, I was I enjoyed it so much. I was like so captivated with it. I hardly took any notes. Yeah, like I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get ready, take some notes, and then the movie was over, and I was like, oh crap, I better oh. throw down some notes before I forget. So I wanted to add in about the song. Remember, I said about Titan AE. Yeah, the same producer or director, whoever it was, who made Titan AE added like some original song by Creed in that movie. Oh really? During like a montage where he's like moving something on an asteroid and I'm like, no. <laughs> I gotta like, look that up because I'm, I'm like, a, this I'm a fan of Creed. Stupid. Like well no, not not that the song is bad. Yeah. It's yeah. just it doesn't belong in the movie. And you watch it and you're like, what like what? Like you you're watching yeah. it and I don't know. Something about it just completely like 
when you have an all orchestral soundtrack and you just have one '90s song in there, it's oh like, yeah, huh? <laughs> like no, do that, do that everywhere then. Yeah, like, exactly. Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't put "Come and Get Your Love" at the beginning and never play another song off the Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know. That just that bothered me that the song is just so out of place. It is really out of place. Uh, Jim. Well, before we get any further, Jimbo. Uh, ben. He if he wasn't so he's obviously annoying, like terribly annoying. Oh, I love them. But whenever. <laughs> Whenever he puts the memory chip back in, if he would have just been like dialed down like three, nope. four points, it would have been so much better. Because it's like, oh, you know, he's sane again. He has everything back, but he's still just Martin Short. Bah! You know, <laughs> it's just like, I was just like, holy fuck, you need to calm down. I do like Martin Short's portrayal. I, I thought he was hilarious just the whole time. <laughs> and I thought he was a little bit more calm. I didn't think he was, you know, as spasmatic. I, maybe or maybe it's because the planet was imploding, but he was right. Like, he was just like screaming. Say, I also, I think it. it's funny that at, we're just skipping right to the end. The, that he's a navigating like robot, and he's basically Bio forced. Navigator. He's forced to work at the Hawkins Inn now oh, yeah. with his mom for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about the the technology, like I started noticing things in there, like. Uh, if you look at Ben, the way that he's like built is so is so unique. Whoever designed this stuff, like his jaw has like a, like an accordion type thing where it can move. Yeah, and I'm like, God damn, like this yeah. stuff is so unique. And, and he, like, like folds and the it's almost, it's almost... act as his eyebrows, like with the little dishes on them. And then another thing I noticed about like when they designed the planet Treasure Planet, that core. I mean, like, it's just the little things that, like, a designer does. And, like, I do it, too, and I'm, like, drawing comics. And I'm like, oh, what if this does this? But I appreciate it because I'm, like, looking at it. And when they open the uh, door to the core, those lasers mm. are hitting and rotating the core to form, like, a gravitational pull. And I'm like, that's little shit like that that no one else is going to look at and yeah. think about that. But I'm like... That's rotating the core so that the planet like continues yeah. to orbit and has gravitational pull and everything. I it's love it's that. almost like they they designed everything with practically, a purpose. Yeah, you know. yeah, you know. yeah. And I mean, like that's the stuff that I appreciate is when you design because like they'll design shit in movies where I'm like, what purpose does that serve? Like, yeah. what what does that do? But like in these movies, they just do everything to a T, and you're like, oh, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I no, mean, it, it's I, that, that visual, just like the the hunk of gold as the core, just like rotating, rotating. being the center of this planet. And it's the amazing. beams just hitting it to continuously yeah. rotate. Everything about it's it's beautiful. beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. And the character interactions are great. Jim is a great character. Yeah. Uh, There's really no characters that I disliked in this except movie. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I would say I, he, like ben. I would say he's the least likable, but like every other character is just great. In this I don't movie. agree. <laughs> I, I freaking love Ben when, when he showed up I'm like alright now the movie kicked off and, <laughs> oh, and, and he doesn't show up until you you said too like in the third act of the movie right yeah, it was pretty late but um, I really well, like I mean, he was marooned on the planet yeah yeah get to the planet in the third act so that wasn't really where it kicked off for me I just I thought it was a good addition at yeah. the moment the uh, like surfing windsurfing oh, um, yeah. scenes were great 
Um, and then uh, that whole bla- uh, imploding star sequence was incredible. That's one thing about this, too, is, like, the action sequences were great. Mm, like, were. first of all, with that uh, imploding star sequence, and then when Jim has to go back onto the ship to it's find like the, the Scroop. Or, yeah, yeah, to find the uh, treasure map, and he has to fight Scroop. That was, like, that was genuine awesome. horror. Because, like, Ben's unplugging things. And it, it, it was, and like, it goes, aliens. Like, yeah, it goes it, dark. The ge- yeah, the generator kicks on. It's red. And you just see it, like, lowering <laughs> yeah. down behind him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that yeah. was a great <laughs> scene. And then, uh, obviously, he's, like, he's going to murder him. Just, like, That, yeah, that was a great villain, that spider. Yeah. It, it, it was great. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um, there was something else I was going to say about uh, I was going to say how adorable uh morph was <laughs> oh yeah like just morph. Yeah. morph morph is a good character are you all right yeah i'm okay who, who, who is essentially supposed to be the poly poly parrot of uh mm-hmm. of treasure island yeah but, uh but it, that's like that stuff it's that stuff like they just change mm-hmm. a little bit enough and it's like or like uh in what is it, in treasure island Billy Bones tells him, beware of the man with one leg or something like yeah, that. Beware the and cyborg. in this, it's beware of the cyborg. And you find out Silver's a cyborg, mm. which you're like, it's just shit like that where they just tweak it enough yeah. to where it's the same story, but it's completely unique. Silver's like, uh, cyborg arm is so cool. Looking. It, it is. Really cool. it's the like, fact that he can like switch blade it up and like all that. I'm like, oh my God. The one scene where uh, I, I think it was when they were escaping or mm-hmm. they had to blow something up and he like, Sticks his hand into his leg and like pulls up like a cannon on oh, his arm. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. So cool. That's that's when uh, Jimbo uh, realizes he, that he turned on him. I yeah. think, and and he's chasing um, Jim, the captain, and uh, I can't remember the Dem- professor Dem- guy. Who is it? Uh, the scientist. Oh, I forget what his name is. Do- yeah. Do- Doctor Doppler. I yeah. think is his name. Yeah, I can't remember. But uh, he's played yeah. by Fraser's brother. That's all Nile. I remember. Niles. And then Emma Emma Thompson is uh, the captain yeah. of the ship. That That's where the meme came from. And I completely forgot what movie it was from. But the meme where she's like, you have wonderful eyes. And he's like, she's lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Jim. I'm an astronomer, not a doctor. Well, I'm a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. I mean, I'm a doctorate. And so, so like, I, that was a great Star that Trek one, joke. Yeah, yeah. I laughed at that pretty well. I mean, all these Disney movies have a bit of humor in them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're great. The sad history of this uh, movie, though, is that Disney's basically set it up to fail. Did they? Like, they didn't want it to succeed. Because... It's such a good movie, though! Because the creators of this movie famously created Aladdin, um, Pocahontas, uh, The Little Mermaid, and they're like, hey, we want to make our own movie, which was this. And they're like, okay, well, you can make your own movie, but make this movie for us first. So they did. And then finally they made Treasure Planet. And, like, they basically didn't advertise for it at all like they didn't like have any advertising for it like i vaguely remember this being i can remember it being advertised like the mcdonald's toy yeah Yeah. i'll I'll be completely honest with you my knowledge of like disney movies coming out came from mcdonald's oh i think (laughs) because you'd see the you'd see the commercials and they're like get your treasure planet toy and i'm like i need my treasure planet no that that that's a great point. Like yeah. in the And then you get your toy and you're like, I want to go see the movie. And in the in the nineties and early two thousands, like that was that was 
a big campaign for. I tried to get all the McDonald's Atlantis toys when they came out. Yeah. I had the crystal uh, necklace. Up until last year, my dad still had a Batman Forever cup. Oh wow! Like a glass. It was like you know. Yeah, the collector's glass. Yeah, and yeah. It it uh, just it finally broke, and I'm like. Oh, uh, don't <laughs> like I should have got that from his house and just not used it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's... tragically it didn't even make its budget back. Really? Wow. It cost $140 million to make and it only made $109 million. Wow. Interestingly enough, it came out on my birthday in 2002. Wow. Hmm. So yeah. Th- that this actually came out is it one or two years after Atlantis. Was Atlantis 2000 or 2001? Uh, I think it was 2000. I think you're but, right. Yeah. Because yeah. it came out the same week the Trek came out, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But, yeah. Shrek Shrek don't ask th- me why. No, Trek no. was 2001, I believe. Was it? Yeah. Okay, then maybe it was. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame that this was a failure of a movie because it's just it's so, so good. It's so damn good. I will go back to something you said. Um, you said about it being the same people as Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And a lot of shots of Jim, I really thought of Aladdin. Yeah. Like, he looked almost kind of like Aladdin, like, in the face. Mm. Oh, Jim's mom kind of looked like Ariel in the face. Okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't... She I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's like a... When you walk into Disney, the exec standing there with his suspenders and his cigar going, you see, this is how the house does it, see? Mm. Keep drawing the ladies like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I this think it was kind of funny style. that... Uh, his mom had like the lines under her eyes because uh, she was being worked to death. Because you know, at the beginning of the movie, he was a tyrant, and, uh, and he she was the only one working at the she, bar. Sometimes she like, didn't see the, she didn't seem to age much. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> she really didn't. And she then, still look good for her. Old yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as Jim came back, like her bags were gone. And then oh, really? and uh, Jim had the one bag that kept switching sides. If you notice that, I didn't look yeah, it was like one line underneath the eye, depending on which one was most forward uh, at the, in the frame. And whenever he at the very end, whenever he's in the officer's uniform, they're all they're both gone. So, so uh, I will point out that this, the director of this movie, I think obviously, or the producer, whoever. Whoever was in charge of these movies, because I think Road to El Dorado was the same director or producer, whoever it was, and the same animation team. Like, they... I mean, you could definitely tell because Disney quit doing those yeah. types of movies, so I'm sure well, that, they went elsewhere. Yeah, that that was the the point of uh, my... them d- not wanting it to succeed. This was they, wanted to, last. they wanted to move on to the 3D animation. That's yeah. what, what they're known for so now. So this was the movie that like finally cut the tie yeah. of that. Um, so, uh, Road to El Dorado, I looked that up because I was curious uh, to see if there were any like recurring actors that they worked with or anything. And funny enough, Frank Welker is multiple voices in Road to El Dorado, and guess who plays Flint in this movie, even if it's only for two lines where he goes, grr. I don't remember him talking. He didn't. He said, like, one word and then grr. You know who it was? Peter Cullen. Optimus Prime. Had, like, two quick things of dialogue that he said. Because I looked it up and I was like, Peter Cullen? I was like, I don't remember him in this movie. And then, of course, he has, like, he's like, Arr! and I'm like, that's Peter Cullen? <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, not to tangent or anything, Peter Cullen's also the Predator. He okay. does the clicking uh, noise for the Predator. That's interesting. Yeah. 
So, Sean, you and I were talking briefly the other day about El Dorado. And Good it's, movie, too. And it's... I've never seen it. Oh, really? Um, It's DreamWorks, by the way, is what I was going to say. We couldn't remember who made it. No, okay. I I don't think that they made the Titan AE. Uh, no. I think it was Fox. Titan After Earth is what it's called. Oh, okay. And it's because Earth's gone. Because oh. these aliens show up and they obliterate the planet. And, like, uh, I guess the, the main character's name is Kale, and his dad's voiced by Ron Perlman for a quick, like, thing in the movie. And his dad's, like, a high-ranking military official, and then they get word there's an alien invasion coming, so he puts Kale on a rocket, and he goes off with the rest of the refugees that leave Earth, and then, like, the aliens systematically plant their ships and literally just blow Earth apart. Like, this all happens within, like, two hours. Like, they blow Earth apart. And that's just in the beginning of the movie. Like, they just get word, and he's like, Kale, you need to get out of here. And then they ship him off, and then the world just explodes. One of my favorite comedians' voices in that movie. Which one? Or <clears throat> which comedian? Yeah, uh, Jim Brewer. Who's he playing that movie? The Cook. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that I might have to find that soon. It's a good movie. I bought it on DVD because I wanted to see, like, what the movie was like. Yeah. Because this was when I watched... When I watched Treasure Planet the first time, then I rewatched Atlantis, and then I started like researching like the guy who directed them, and I wanted to see more of his movies just because I love that style and I like oh, the way that it's, it, the way it's done. Yeah, it was Fox, and it did not perform well either. The budget uh, was seventy-five to ninety million. I don't know. It's a decent. It's a decent movie. It's just I don't even think it had a theatrical release. To well, box honest. office was thirty six point eight million. I was gonna say it was probably extremely limited yeah. box office release. Yeah, so that's interesting. Anyway, uh, one aspect of this movie that I really liked was uh, kind of the messages that they had because, like, after the montage of uh, Jim and Silver getting close to each other, he's like, "Oh, what happened?" With your arm and your, you know, the left side or the he right side of your gets body. The courage to ask yeah, him. and he's just like, well, you lose a few things chasing your dreams. You know, it's like you got you, you, you make sacrifices for this stuff. Yeah. I was like, God damn, that's yeah, that heavy. That, yeah, that's. I was like, really, and he says, uh, "There's another thing he says later that on." Word again, heavy. Heavy, heavy. Why is everything so heavy? Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? There's something else that he says on when they're on Treasure Planet and they're they decide to uh, leave, you know. Oh yeah, he saves Jim instead of uh, holding on to the boat with the treasure, and then right. I forget what he what he says to him. But uh, I was like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that part reminded me of the uh, Last Crusade when Indy's hanging trying to reach the Grail. And Sean Connery's holding on to him. And he's like, you gotta give me your other hand. He's like, I can't hold on. And he, like, is keep keeps reaching for it. And he, like, can't get it. And then he finally, like, gives up to do it. Like, it kind of reminded me of that, even though it's not the same thing. Yeah. But I did... I like that about Silver's character is you never really know until the very end what his true intentions well, are. Well, even, even when they're escaping, you can tell that he's trying to make sure that they're not killing Jim. Because, like, they shoot that huge ball, that cannonball at him, and he's like, no, we'll lose the map! And he, like, yeah. hits the hits the cannon so that it, like, you know, misfires. Yeah. But you could be like, oh, is he doing it because he really wants the map or because he wants to save Jim? Yeah. yeah. I always <clears throat> figured it was because he wanted to yeah. save Jim because, you know, that relationship has been forged in this movie. Unlike, right. <laughs> unlike and 
that that's all that's that's a great part to it too because there are a lot of parts of this movie where you're like silver really a bad guy is silver a decent guy and then you at the end when he sacrifices getting the treasure to save jim you're like yep he's a good guy also how is that like five pieces of gold and two gems that he gave Jim enough to build that massive <laughs> new inn for his I mom. Mean, well, I mean, it's, it's the treasure of a thousand worlds. Yeah, yeah I guess. Well, but... I, my guess is he took he took enough that was going to, like, I don't know, currency on different worlds is probably worth more, so he probably right. like, picked up something he's probably like, well, this is worth a couple million on their planet, or yeah. at the spaceport, whatever. But, uh, like, that was... That was one thing where I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Silver's a good guy. Like, I'm yeah. happy. Like, It feels like whenever they let him go at the end that it, it's deserved. Cause he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he, he did. He did what was right, ultimately, in the end. And I liked, I liked where he's like, Silver, he's like, you gave up the treasure for me. And he's like, oh, it was just a lifetime of searching for it. I'll get over it. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's funny. But I mean, like, he ultimately, like, he, he made... He made the ultimate sacrifice yeah. to to keep his friend alive. Yeah, and uh, that final sequence at the end, where they're going to, they're trying to flee the orbit of the planet so that they don't die in the explosion. They're like, "No, we got to go back through the portal," and they're like, "That is insane. We can't do it." And uh, Jim uh, makeshifts with the, the rocket, rocket board. Yeah, with the rocket board. <laughs> That's a great scene, too. It's a great scene. Yeah. yeah. It's this movie's just so good. <clears throat> it is. It really is. And it's a damn shame that it didn't do better. Yeah, it, it I'm I'm really pretty heartbroken about it. <laughs> I, I mean, now that it's on Disney Plus, I honestly hope a lot of people go and watch it. Yeah. yeah. Because if if not, they're missing out. Yeah. It's very they're honestly missing. I mean, I, I had never seen this until now, so I remember uh, watching it when I was a kid and I probably didn't like it because I was a stupid kid. And uh, <laughs> watching these movies later on in life, you just appreciate them so much more. Yeah. yeah. You pick up on And then there are some movies things. you watch and you're just like <laughs> like why did I like this when I was a kid? Yeah, it's like the reverse, like I thought there was so much more to this movie. I mean, you still you still like the movie. Yeah. But it just doesn't resonate the same as it did when you were five years old. Yeah. Well, do you guys have anything else to say about this? Not about know. this one. No. Okay. This is pretty great. Well, I'll I'll start our ratings. It's uh I, I was mulling it over in my head just now. <laughs> and uh it is almost a perfect movie for me if it wasn't for Ben being so fucking annoying. <laughs> So I'm, I'll say that I'll, I'll give it a 9 out of 10 because I, I think it's just like so good. The animation, the different spin on the story, it's like so much more adventurous than just like the regular Treasure Island story. Yeah. It's just like yeah. so much yeah, yeah. Just, more Yeah, just setting it in space yeah. sets it up to be this huge adventure Yeah, because anything can happen. Yeah. And like it, it's stuff like, you know, you think about the original story and it'd be like, like that... That whole, uh, like, let's say if they had decided not to do it in space, and they're like, we're just going to do an animated version of Treasure Island. And it's like, oh, like, are you going to have some stormy weather instead of a supernova? Are you supposed <laughs> to be excited about that? You know, like, it's stuff yeah. like that where I'm just like, it just sets it apart. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's so great. So, 9 out of 10 for me. I'm going to hit it with a 9 out of 10 as well. It is, the song is really the only thing that kills, <laughs> that kills me in it, and... 
Honestly, I got up and sort of like walked out of the room to go get something when it started. And I was like, I don't need this bullshit. <laughs> Just put it on mute and put on some mockers. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, yeah, it's it's honestly, it's great. This I've always loved this type of animation style. The storytelling's fantastic. Everything about it. The score is good, too. I, I don't even know who wrote the score. But uh, no. I really don't know a lot of the people who write the scores for the Disney movies. Because it's, it's a different type of score. Uh, I'll add this, too. Every time in these movies, every Disney movie where they're animated, the expressions are so much more over the top. But, I mean, you have to for animation's sake. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, they just, it's an art, it's an art form. Like, anyone could try to animate like that, but it's just so goddamn unique. Yeah. So, I, I'm just going to fulfill the circle of nines and go with nine myself. Um, like it's it kind of mind blowing, not knowing until our discussion about it being connected to like Aladdin and all that, which was my childhood. So it, it's really no surprise that I ended up liking it. Um, one th thing we didn't really touch on was a lot of the, I mean, I guess we touched on some of the technology, but like the opening scene where he's like, there's this epic oh, yeah, battle, book, yeah, and, and you know you're you're encompassed in this epic battle, and then you just see his face. You're like, what the hell's going on? And then like you see that he's reading this like tech like a projection book, book yeah. like almost like an iPad, but like it's like a pop up book, but with holograms, with holograms, yeah, narrated by Tony J. <laughs> but like so, just from that point on, I mean, I was just hooked. So. Yeah, like, I don't know. I guess it isn't a 10 out of 10 just for what just Aaron for the said for the song. It's got a great cast, too. Yeah. yeah. If you think about it. Dave, yeah. David Hyde Pierce, Joseph, a very young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he's he's uh, uh, Jim. Emma Thompson. Brian Murray, who plays Silver, which actually his filmography is not fast at all. Mm. But he does a good job at playing Silver. Oh, yeah, he's, I thought he did a great job on this uh, Martin Short. Uh, who else? I can't remember who else picked up. I didn't really look. Eh, it doesn't matter. Well, no. No, 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 it really doesn't. Like this is a movie where it could be a no name. Mister Mister Arrow was a great. Uh, oh, Roscoe like, Lee Brown. Oh right. Who? Yeah. Uh, have you guys have watched Oliver and Company, right? Yeah. Remember the bulldog who was like the Francis? That's Roscoe Lee I Brown. I that. that that's who. That's who played uh, Arrow right. too. Yeah. All right. So do you want me to uh, initiate? Uh, get into the. Explain the synopsis of this one. Well, now that we know which one Mike didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. might as well. So uh, our next film is uh, Muppets Treasure Island, and uh, it's the <laughs> famous novelization of Treasure Island, except instead of being in space or no uh, normal, it's with Muppets. So it's it's the Muppet shtick, and they're doing Treasure Island. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's more grounded than uh, Treasure Planet, that's for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't even put my finger on it. Like, I'll just go straight into it. I, I don't know why I didn't like this. I don't know why you didn't either. I laughed my ass off I, the whole way through this I movie. don't know. I, I just, I guess, was not in a Muppets mood when I turned it on. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. Uh, this movie, when I turned it on, I was like, holy shit, this is almost two hours long. What? That's and that's long. what I compared before I even turned either one on. No, no, because then I 
click Treasure Treasure. I watched Treasure Planet after I watched the Muppets because I had watched Treasure Planet before. Mm. So I was like, I'll watch the Muppets one and then I'll watch Treasure Planet. Because I figured if I didn't like the Muppets one, it'd be a nice palate refresher with Treasure Planet. <laughs> but uh, I looked at that and I was like, oh, okay, Treasure Planet. So I clicked it and I was like, this is also almost two hours long. I was like, this is an animated movie. Like, who makes an animated movie that's two hours long? I guess that was. I, I was nice I always see It was. I always see an hour and 30. It didn't 30. feel like two hours at all. No. I, I always see an hour and 30 and think... Oh, that's an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, my brain doesn't yeah, me too. freaking process. So, like, I didn't even realize that these movies yeah, were that a, long. It's an hour and 39 minutes, I think, Treasure Planet was. Yeah. But Treasure Island is, like... This is, like, an hour and 44 minutes. Yeah, something. It is, it is longer. Yeah. Which, uh, that is a problem I have with it. It's yeah, a little too yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could have been shortened <clears> up. Uh, this is a Brian Henson film, though. Not, uh... Jim the had, son of Jim, Jim had died. Yeah, Jim, Jim had passed away at this point. Uh, one thing I do like about it is how they, like, in the credits, it says the Muppets' name are playing their character. Yeah. They don't, like, say, like, you know, Who's Frank Oz is yeah, yeah. the Muppet, but yeah, yeah. it's like that they pl- play off the Muppets as actual uh, actors. And right. Which, I mean, that's kind of a staple on yeah. it. Like, like, well, and especially with Jim Henson, like, he wanted you to believe, like, he for kids, yeah. he wanted you to believe that the great Gonzo was an actual character, like, an actual character like not a character in the movie yeah but then the he's an person. actor playing yeah a role except uh rizzo and gonzo play themselves yes. in like every movie <laughs> i mean that's staple of it yeah um J- uh what's his name jim connelly in the very beginning billy connelly, billy connelly in the very beginning that was as billy bones as billy bones um yeah i don't know it's just it's just the same story yeah it, it is it's the same exact story but it's it puts the Muppet spin on it. And I I don't know. I just a movie with Muppets just makes me laugh my ass off. Uh, there there were some great gags in this. Uh my, one of my favorites was uh whenever um Long John Silver comes up and he's like, Oh Captain, we've uh, it's a it's an honor to or it's a tradition to toast with this like really old alcohol, like really expensive brandy. He's like, Oh, it's a tradition. And then uh, Kermit's like, oh no, there will be no drinking on my ship. And Fozzie throws it out the window. That was pretty funny. And he's like, no, uh, it's tradition. And he's like, oh, yes, yes. And he fills up another cup. He's like, nope, I, I said we won't. And throws it out the window. <laughs> and just like wastes the entire like bottle and of brandy. The, the mice come up and they're like, I, yeah, I yeah, so they ease it with the alcohol. You're stripping the paint off shuffleboard. Yeah. <laughs> that was one yeah, thing. Yeah, because so. <laughs> Because Rizzo decides, like, well, if the treasure ain't here, at least the trip will be financially uh, safe. <laughs> so he, like, turns it into a rat cruise. Or a, a pi- pirate cruise. We put the rat in pirate. Yeah. I, and he has, like, all the rats coming. The rat cruise was, like, <laughs> the only bits of the story that were, like, they kind of annoyed me. Because it would be, like... It landed pretty well for it, me. It would be, like, the main story, and then it would cut to, like... The rats just like having dinner or something, yeah. watching them, or the fourth wall breaking where, oh, yeah. where they're in, in the this... in, yeah. And this is a this is a real filming location for Muppets Treasure Island, and they're like, ooh, like snap <laughs> pictures of it. Yeah, they, they they break the fourth wall with the Muppets all the time. Oh yeah, which uh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, um, that, there were a lot of good gags in the movie. Um, <laughs> when uh, what what do they call what they call Miss Piggy? Boom, 
Boom Shakalakal. Yeah, Boom Shakalakal. And like they're chanting her name, and it's like Boom Shakalakalaka, Boom Shakalakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I know. And then so she finds they're... out it's Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> so they definitely were funny parts, but like, I don't know. I just didn't. The one song, <laughs> I thought that the songs were pretty good for the most part. <clears throat> Except that Cabin Fever song. Oh, that was one of my favorites. I hated that one. <laughs> I, that was actually one of my favorite. I was ones. like, oh no. It just kept going. We've got Cabin Fever. I was just like, no, stop. <laughs> no, I, I actually enjoyed the Cabin Fever song. And then uh, when they take when they take Jim ashore and the band is like on the shoreline, he's like, hey man, he's like, which side are we on? He's like, shut up and play the gig. And he's like, all right. And then they just continue we don't to play. That politics, man. Yeah. And then Animal's like, politics, politics. <laughs> and it goes back to banging on the truck. <laughs> uh, one thing is uh, made clear to me, though, is that Tim Curry is an absolute gem. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic in this movie. I mean, I liked everything I've seen of him. <clears throat> Let me just put it out there. I, I was not a fan of the, the kid that played No, played Jim, Jim was like, I didn't care less. And, and, yeah, I did not care And as that being... Yeah, arguably you, the main character. Yeah, like I think that's what I. I just checked out. Like you're saying these things, and you reminded me, but like I just I don't remember like anything. Yeah, already. Yeah, Jim. Know? Jim was a. I didn't care for him at all. It. I probably would have liked him if he was played by a Muppet instead. Yeah. Uh. When. Yeah. If he had been like. Fuzzy Bear had been like Jim Hawkins or something, I would have been fine with that. But yeah. like the kid put, was just kind of annoying. Fuck it, put Meep as as Jim. Yeah. Meeker. Meeker. Or Meeker, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. But um I think that uh I I think it was it was funny. I laughed. I laughed quite a bit. It was, it was funny. Eggs. Uh I overall it wasn't it was long. It was it, long. It, it was very long. It could have been shortened up. Uh, but I mean, overall, it was a it was an enjoyable, it was an enjoyable tale. Uh, the Muppets are as always. I liked when, when uh, Benjamina like drop kicks Kermit, and he like <laughs> he like hits into like the pole, and he turns around, his face is all like distorted, and he looks, and he's like mm, old girlfriend. And, like <laughs> yeah, I just kind of laughed about that. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I mean, Kermit's funny. I, I liked how Mr. Arrow was like, oh, Eddie 20 lashes and then walk the plank. And Kermit's like, no, oh, I didn't say, say that. It's like, oh, I was just uh, anticipating your action, sir. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Or like, whenever he, uh, what's the big furry Muppet's name? Uh, Sweetums. Yeah, whenever, uh, when, he, when he like, he like takes his hand and like looks at the dust and he goes, he's furious. And he's yeah. like, who was on rail dust duty? <laughs> um, oh, I might point out uh, that the innkeeper was the fairy godmother in Shrek too. Oh yeah, yeah. She's only in the movie for a short period yeah, yeah. of time, but uh, Jennifer Saunders. Yeah, and she's beating the hell out of uh, Flint's old gang. <laughs> yeah, like kicking them out the door and yeah. everything. I like the scene where. Uh, Kermit and Miss Peggy were hung upside down, <laughs> and there's like the fire there, and then uh, her thing snaps, and he's holding on to her, and he's like, "Oh, his eyeballs are like <laughs> busting out of his head and everything." 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's... See, I was completely checked out. I did I, not remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good parts to it, but ultimately it does come down to the kid that played Jim Hawkins was just... I, I didn't care for him nearly as much as I cared for Jim in Treasure Planet. Yeah. Like, he was just, like, he's just, like, such a far Jim, better character in Treasure Planet. Jim in Muppet Treasure Island was just kind of along for the ride. Mm. I honestly was just there for the Muppet hijinks. Oh, but, and yeah. And Tim Curry. Yeah, That's Tim, it. Yeah, Tim Curry is great. I like whenever they're going to kill him because they led him to the no treasure and they give him a black spot and he's like, a black spot on, on the bicycle. <laughs> yeah, and he's like screaming at him. He's like, you're damned. And then they, they're like, oh, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. Now untie me. He just like, like turns him completely around and brings him back to their side. Yeah. Tim Curry and the Muppets are the best part of it. I, I didn't, I had to look up the the cast like I didn't even realize it was Tim Curry. Oh yeah. Like I don't I don't know. He's such uh, a master of disguise. Like I don't know. I mean, once I seen it, I was like, oh okay. He can, yeah. He, I mean, there's things about him that things he says and how he laughs. You're like, oh yeah, that's Tim Curry. But whenever you're first introduced to him, you're like, you couldn't tell, or at least like, yeah. I I knew by looking at yeah. him. Just because I know, like, I I could pick Tim Curry out of something. But, like, looking at him, I'm like, that's Tim Curry. But, like, if you listen to the voice, it really doesn't sound yeah. like yeah. the Tim Curry that you're used to. I think that's what threw me to. off at first. Yeah. And then when he starts to sing, you're like, if I've never watched it the whole way through. But if you've watched, like, Rocky Horror Picture, you're like, oh, I never that's, watched it. that's, that's a good Tim movie. Curry singing. Yeah, he's like, focus up, boys. This is my only number. This is my only number. <laughs> Which isn't true, because he sang uh, at the beginning, too. Yeah. But... Oh yeah, the one the one gag that I liked was whenever they're naming off the crew and they're like, uh, old Jim or whatever, and it's like here, and it's like very old Jim. He's like, he's a mutton dead mummy. Jim. Yeah, dead, dead Jim. Dead Jim. Or dead Tom. Dead, dead Tom. Tom. And it's like, he killed dead Tom. Dead Tom's always been dead. Oh, and like whatever. <laughs> you're like a skeleton. It's like dark. very ugly, uh, unibrowed, no whatever, um, uh, Mc- McGillicuddy and then it's like that woman walks up and she's like here <laughs> that's right oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, there's not much to say about this this movie no it's, it's just like it's the same plot it's the same thing it's just Muppet hijinks if you're a fan of the Muppet yeah. movies yeah if you like Muppets then you're, you like this you're, movie, you're in for the ride uh, Muppet Treasure, or yeah, Muppet Treasure Planet. Uh, Treasure Planet. Oh, that's a, that's a crossover <laughs> that you could do. Treasure Planet Muppet is Treasure Planet. Uh, know, by far the superior of the two. So yes. I'll just rate this one. I'll give it a six out of ten. Or yeah, six out of ten sounds fair. Just because the Muppets hijinks is funny to me. I'm gonna hit it with a seven because uh, I I laughed a lot more than I thought I was gonna laugh. Like, I used to watch the Muppet movies when I was a kid, and I was, like, five years old. So, of course, I'm, like, laughing at, you know, what's going on. The Muppets are, like, falling or something <laughs> funny. But, like, as an adult, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Like, that's, and there's humor, there's humor in it that a five-year-old's not going to yeah, understand yeah. that you understand as, as an adult. And you're just like, that's hilarious. Oh, like, whenever they stretch Gonzo out, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot about that. That's one of my favorite parts. And it's pretty, yeah, because when the, and he's like, I'm going to have a career in the NBA. And then they show him on the deck later, and he's just like giant arms, like tentacles that go everywhere. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so yeah, there was funny parts of this movie, but I was so checked out, like, I totally forgot. But I still didn't. 
I still don't like it. Um, I, I'm going to go like, a, I don't know, four keeps coming to my head. That's, we'll go that's four. fair. Well, sure. I'm glad that you like Treasure Planet, because that's the one I wanted you to like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone should like Treasure Planet. Yeah, that, Planet. that one's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I might have to, I'm going to have to revisit that more often, because it's just... This amazing. I need, yeah. I need to rewatch Atlantis just because Atlantis is fucking amazing. Did I state that I haven't seen that yet? Yeah. Yeah, you need to watch that one. <laughs> that, is, that is a really good one. All right. Well, that was our discussion. And now we have another recommendation for us. Yeah, like this there's, there's like 10 in my head. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, we're not doing all 10. I can tell you that. I know. Three is the max. <laughs> I know. All right. Um, I guess I'll do this one. It, it was like something good, something bad, something hated, something loved. <laughs> Let's go something hated. All right. Well, um, I'm excited. In the, um, in the aftermath <laughs> of, uh, yeah, Schumacher, we're going to go with the two bad Batman films. I'm down to rewatch <laughs> Batman Forever again. Um, so Batman and Robin. Bad. Batman. Yeah, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> just just first passing. I like it. All right. I'm down. I'll, I'll, I'll state, you know, I I, I love Forever. Forever's like, great. I, I just love that movie. Um, and that it's the exact opposite <laughs> for Batman and Robin. All right. It is not great. No. <laughs> well, guys, if... Uh... You don't want to get spoiled for Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Catch them out before our next podcast because we will be having a spoiler discussion of them. Thank you for watching and listening. I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Treasure Planet and Treasure Muppets Treasure Island as well as our tangent about composers and Jurassic Park earlier because we sure enjoy talking about it. And we will see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> oh, wrong Batman. <laughs>